Usually they played cards after dinner, gin rummy, crazy eights, or heads up poker. For chips, they used Holly's spare change, and the winner got to choose dessert from the vending machine. But Lou was ready to do something new. Her eyes had gone toward the chess pieces the moment she'd opened the box that morning. She checked the instructions again. Need some help? Holly asked. I want to figure it out. Suit yourself. Holly tied off the garbage. He tucked his colt into the belt of his pants and pulled his shirt over it. He took the key and locked the room from the outside, and then she heard his footsteps as he carried the bag down the cement walkway toward the bins. Lou chose a knight and moved it in the shape of an L, two spaces forward and one to the left. Then she got up and went to the other side of the board and sat down. She tried to solve the game like a puzzle. She shifted one of the pawns. Then she got up and went to the other side of the board and did the same thing. The key slid in the door. Holly came through and reset the locks, put the colt on the bedside table, rolled a cigarette and cracked the window. There was a game show on the TV and the audience was clapping. But Lou knew how to drown out noises. She'd been drowning things out for as long as she could remember. And there was something exciting happening on these black and white squares, on this piece of cardboard with the crease in the middle. She'd hatch great strategies while playing the white, and the moment she picked up a black piece, those plans faded against the backdrop of this other side that also wanted to win. She played until the sky darkened outside the motel window and the neon lights from the highway shone across the board, and there were only two kings left and one black rook. She couldn't get the rook close enough to checkmate, and so she was just using it to push the white king across the board. Both kings, black and white, stumbled one step at a time in different directions until Lou lost her patience and swept the remaining pieces down all at once with her arm. The TV was still on, a different game show now the contestant trying to guess the right answer, a giant clock spinning and clicking off the seconds and the audience holding their breath. Holly wasn't paying attention. He wasn't even facing the screen. He was sitting in the chair by the window. The ashtray on the ledge was filled to the brim with the ends of his cigarettes, and his eyes had been on Lou the whole time. Who won? Nobody, she said. Lou went into the bathroom and shut the door. She didn't know why she was angry. The game had started full of possibility. But in the end, it was as if she were surrounded by empty spaces, taking step after step to nowhere. She brushed her teeth and looked at her mother's things. She spit and leaned closer to a photo strip of her parents taped to the left of the sink next to the mirror. They were pressed close together in some roadside carnival booth, four pictures snapped in sequence her mother making faces, her father edging out of the frame. They looked like they were sharing a wonderful secret that Lou would never know. When she came out of the bathroom, the TV was off, and the game had been folded up and put away. Holly had fixed her bed and turned down the covers, as he always did, no matter where they were sleeping, even if it was in the back of the truck. Lou got under the blankets, and he tucked her in. I know where we're going next, he said. Where? Lou asked. Someplace you won't have to play alone. But I like being alone. I know, said Holly. But you shouldn't.
The following June, they arrived in Olympus, Massachusetts. Holly told her it was her mother's hometown. Lily had grown up in the ice-cold Atlantic waters, and Lou should have the same experience. Ride the waves and hike to the lighthouse, canoe down the Megara River, and sail from the point to Tyre Island. A normal life, Holly said, with a real house and a neighborhood and friends her own age and a school where she could find a place to belong. They checked into a motel right on the water and went to the beach. Lou made a giant sand castle, poking windows in the towers with her finger and dripping wet sand to seal the cracks, while Holly built a wall to hold back the rising tide, and then dug a moat so deep that the ocean seeped up and filled the channel. They used mussel shells for the doors and draped seaweed over the ramparts. Then they ate hot dogs and watched the...